location. All right, let's just get right into it. Okay, I'm back. Um, special, special guest, my big sis. She, I live vicariously through this woman during her traveling exports. Uh, Liza Biddy, tell us about you. And I mean, you are living the, the dream. <laughs> so I, first things first, of course, outside looking in, I'm first thing someone's going to ask, well, how does she afford to do all this? I mean, it's a lot of traveling and you don't live in the States. I don't want you to disclose where you are if you don't, if you're not comfortable with that. But how are you able to maintain such a very, you know, uh, expansive traveling lifestyle the way, you, you know, in this day and age? So let, let me say this um, slide just in how I got started. So I have, even as a kid, have always had this traveling bug. And my godparents, I mean, I, as a kid, you know, just traveling extensively. So I, of course, once I got to grad school, I was kind of like, OK, well, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? So an opportunity presented itself to go on to the continent of Africa. And so I took it. I didn't even blink about it. And so that actually starts my journey just in terms of traipsing. But in that, I am a music person. Okay. I used to play the instrument years and years ago, but the bug of just loving music, all genres of music, that catapulted me to say, okay, I'm going to chase music and then I can see the world. Mm -hmm. So what's funny too with that is me chasing music and going to, let's say, music festivals all across the world. It also allow me to find jobs that would have me abroad so I can continue to chase the music if you got me. Yeah. So just in terms of that, that's how it that's how it got started. Okay. Now in terms of how I'm able to do that, well, let's just say that the omnipotent creator has been good to me. I am a uh chameleon in that I have changed careers three different times. Once someone teaches me something, I get it. Okay. So that has allowed me to move from one different career path to others to suit and tailor my own needs. Okay. So when you, um, there's a lot of advantages to working abroad, hmm. especially as an American. So one is the tax benefits. If most of your um, viewers, even the ones who will watch the replay, what you may not know is that when you work outside of the U.S., they have what they call a bona fide residency test under the IRS. And what that basically means is, is that if you enter the U.S. Um, for one, let's say, physical calendar year, mm -hmm. depending on when you and your accountant determine what your physical calendar is, because it varies um, for everyone. Some people may still use January 1 to December 31st, but it, it, it varies how you and your accountant would set it up. But what they will do is you can make up to, I think now it is $105,000 per annual without paying taxes. Caveat to that, though, is that when um, Bush, the son, was in office, he saw that all of this was when... Um, 
I think they still had the um, Iraq conflict going on. Mm-hmm. He saw that a lot of contractors were making two, three hundred thousand dollars and they were not paying um, um, Medicaid and Social Security tax. So what he did was he instituted um, a law that says, OK, even if you are outside of the U.S. and you're making all of this money, you still have to pay. Um, Medicaid and Social Security tax. You don't have to pay any federal tax, mm-hmm. but he but they made sure that you have to pay the Social Security and the Medicaid Medicare okay. tax. Okay. So you know how when you get your check stub and all those taxes are listed, mm-hmm. but you you're good on the um, federal taxes. So anyway, there's a benefit to living outside of the normal realm that we all are used to, and I've just always been nomadic. I mean, even in the states. I mean, I went to undergrad in Louisiana. I went to graduate school in Minnesota. I went to graduate school again in Michigan. So I have just been a nomadic person. It is rare for me to stay in one place uh, more than five years. It, it, it really, really is. Um, I tell my friends right now, Sly, that I have adult onset ADHD. I can't be still. And it seems like the older I get, the worse it gets. Okay, my focus. I mean, I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. And no, I'm not taking any medication. No. So, um, so that pretty much lays it out. Just work. And sometimes, um, like even in the past, you've talked about, you know, things that you're passionate about or whatever. Sometimes, depending on your personal life setup, if, if you're passionate about things, you will formulate your life to be congruent with that, mm-hmm. to fit that mold. And however you decide to um, actually move about on planet Earth. So, uh, Desiree, no, I do not have any children, although I love them to death. So, it, yes. Now, that's another thing real quick. OK, so I do have friends who are nomadic as well as a, a family. They've the family, but they don't have a lot of children. They only have one mm-hmm. and they've moved to different countries. Okay. Um, it, it, it could be a bit more challenging because there's a lot of things that go into that. You're a parent, you know, when you think about children, there um, are certain things that as a parent, you have to be cognizant of. Whereas a person like me, I don't have those concerns at all. Right. Um, I'm not a scary person. I have lived and, and worked in some very what uh, typical Americans would consider to be very dangerous places. And so it, it is what it is. Keep your life insurance paid up. That's all I have to tell you. Keep your life insurance paid up. So that's pretty ask, much it. So <laughs> do you have any desire to ever come back to the States? Have you made up your mind and said, you know what, I'm, I'm good? Uh, so. OK, so that's a loaded question. And I'm looking, okay, so sure. I, I have to this point, my mother has gone to the great beyond. So in that regards, no, my father is still on planet earth and he's not in his best, best health, but I'm going to continue to live my life on my own terms. Now I have not been back stateside as of yet for 2021. I had no plans of doing it. Okay. However, if, um, certain things happens, let's say in regard to their health, then of course I may have to make a mad dash just to go back quick. But in terms of long-term living, no, uh, no, I have no plans of doing it. I am going to live out. Now I hope we can say this. I am going to live out my final days on Mama Alkebulan 
getting blazed uh, with some nice looking chocolate specimens of men's sitting around. Lord Jesus. Lord Don't Lord. call him. What you calling him? No, just, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, okay. You wasn't ready. Look at look I at you. Ready. Really? As open-minded as you I and the missing law. I cannot believe you. I cannot believe you, Sly. Oh, it's my rare. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so. Yeah. So are you saying within the next five or ten years? Sooner than that. So I was on a 24 month timeline. We are now at the 16th month. Okay. And then we're going to keep going down. But yeah, I mean, I'm working several things um, uh, on the continent as well as I, I mean, I have a 5013C with some partners. I have an NGO that's already actually set up in Ghana. I'm building a um, institute with a partner of mine to work with special needs kids to teach them a vocational trade. And uh, I just got stuff going on. I, I do. I'm, and I'll be, you know, yeah, chilling. If you had one country to pick to reside in for the rest of your days, what country would that be? Oh, one country to pick. See, that's a loaded question, too. It, it, okay, so I would pick certain things, certain countries for certain things. So, but just in terms of long term, overall, okay, I'm going to say Ghana. Um, and truth be told, Ghana was not my first choice. It was not. My first choice was Zimbabwe because I wanted to live under Robert Mugabe. You know, we as... Um, uh, military folks, we do, we have no idea what it's like to live under, especially those in the West. And that's where, you know, our uh, lineage originates. We have no idea what it's like to live under full black rule. We mm-hmm. just don't. And people talk about Mugabe all they want to, but that man was a rider. I don't care about who he eviscerated to get to where he got. It is what it is. Revolution has casualties. That's just the name of the game. So, of course, all of the dynamics that played around him, I just said, okay, I'm not fully ready just yet. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, now he is no longer, you know, with us as well. And the new regime, they are not like him at all as it pertains to Zimbabweans and him truly trying to get them, um, you know, all the rights that were stripped from them. And so so my second choice was um, Nigeria. Love, love, love Nigeria. And I, I know, as I shared with you, uh, people have a uh, convoluted um, idea about Nigeria and that all they breed is scammers and this, that, and the third. Well, ladies, let me tell you. This is for ladies now, okay? <laughs> Listen here. Some of the finest chocolate moving, some of the finest outside of the Zulus, they in Nigeria. Who want to go? Hey, <laughs> so um, why I did not pick Nigeria, although Nigeria is very progressive and all of that, they still have, have a lot of tribal issues. And as a person who I'm still a foreigner, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, OK, I'm, I got melanin in my skin and all that, but I am still a foreigner and I, I am not inept as a foreigner to get involved in tribal business. OK, nope as well as not being involved in their politics. Nope. Well, because 
Let me let me stop okay. you there. How important okay. is it to learn the politics of wherever you're at? Is that should, should that be one of the first things you study is the politics of wherever you're traveling to? I would say to a point, but not to the point where, you know, for us like as, as Americans, we find ourselves immersed in political culture because that's just how we were bred, especially when you think about patriotism from the time we enter school until we, uh, of course, are into adulthood. So for, uh, for continental Africans, typically they are not patriots like that because it is not indoctrinated in them the way that it is for us. Okay. And so, yes, to a point, we should know some things in terms of, let's say, the hierarchy, um, which tribes have, let's say, garnered more presidencies, um, who hold stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. But just engaging. No, continental Africans are the ones that are going to have to make the massive amounts of change in terms of the political realm. Now, we as diasporans, yes. We can help them because we know the treachery of the West. Th that is why it is important for us not to be divisive um, because of the simple fact that you and I, it is easy for us to travel to uh, other countries outside of the West and show them. I mean, you may not even have ever worked in contracts in your life's life, mm -hmm. but because of how you as a black man have been set up in the States, if you went and partnered with some people, let's say that they all they were doing was working up uh, shipping, okay, and ports and stuff like that, <laughs> it would be easy for you to weed out games that some of these other foreigners are putting on these countries just because of the mere fact that you are a black American male and you know the treachery that has been placed upon yourself in the West. So that aspect of it, um, it's it's needed. Mm -hmm. But again, like I'm saying, to get too deep in no, I'm not no. Um, okay. No. I think it's I, I think me personally, I feel like it's suicide because then you'll have all these issues like they had in Liberia and you know, civil war with yeah, nobody got time for all that. <laughs> We're trying to love. We are not trying to be doing all that, okay? Gotcha, gotcha. Especially some black men. <laughs> get me started now. I know. I'm not Just saying. <laughs> Any um, any negative or any situations where you you thought, okay, you know what, maybe this is not the best move right now, or I sh maybe I, I bit off more than I could chew, or um, any were there any moments where you you kind of you know second second guessed yourself is is this the, what I'm doing the, the right thing or anything like that? Um, sure, sure. I have been, as I said, I mean, I've been into some in some dangerous situations. Um, now, were, were those work related when you were when those, in? Yes. The, OK. Yes, they work related. Um, but I'm again, as I said to you, I'm not a scary person. I keep my life insurance paid up because um, it is what it is. We, we're, we're born to die. So once you grasp that and just say, OK, I, I need to live at my fullest uh, everything else becomes secondary. Now, I'm not saying to people just go out here and just live reckless. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is don't live your life on terms that would preclude you from doing all the fabulous things that you want to do mm -hmm. because you are afraid. Because at the end of the day, you're going to perish. So you might as well have fun. Now, just in terms of thing, places that I could say, um, while this is probably not 
the best situation for me? Sure. I, I've had some, I'll say some, I don't want to necessarily say regrets because I learned from those experiences, but I've had some eye opening experiences. I'll tell you this. The first time I actually uh, moved into this region, I mean, we call it the Middle East, but it really is not the Middle East. That's another topic we can talk about later. But um, I was actually in um, Kuwait and I had never really been around um, Arabs in my life ever. Um, outside of, you know, people that you may see at stores, at home, you know, things like that. Like, mm -hmm. um, and I saw a lot of cultural things that I just thought, here, cool, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a religious person at all. I don't believe in any organized religion. So I am a logical person in that hypocrisy and logic. They don't go hand in hand for me. Mm -hmm. And what I would see there is a lot of hypocrisy, yet people are saying that they're practicing Islam. So it, it, at times, it I'd say it, it weighed on my psyche, but then I, I got right up out of that immediately. Because I am a woman at the end of the day. I am a woman and things do affect me in, in certain ways. But um, eventually, child listen you over here temporary if these folks want to live like that let them okay um, so go ahead that, that leads me to another question that, that just okay. came up uh, so you as a as a sister you've seen the, the the proclivities the freedoms you have here in america as opposed to where you're at and where, where you've been is there a situation in any country you've seen well ooh, i didn't know we, we we couldn't do that as women here as opposed to back in america in the states have you ever had a situation come across that? Because I, I know you mentioned the Middle East and you yes. have certain narratives of the Middle East about how they are with their women. And has that ever affected you as, a, as an American uh, woman? Has it ever come into play? Or was it a situation where, oh, okay, I didn't know I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Let me, let me change up or something like that. Well, I'm not going to say, okay, because I, I, I am a person, even though I see hypocrisy in people's uh, living and all of that, <laughs> I don't necessarily say that I'm going to be disrespectful to that just so I can get along. Okay. If the status quo, like I've been to Saudi Arabia, okay? Mm -hmm. the women in Saudi, you are required to be in full gear. What do I mean by that? Burqa. Burqa, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, not burqa, because burqa is the veil. Um, the your, he, your hair he, cover and yeah. your, uh, your abaya. Yeah. So going there, um, and it was hot. And you can't wear other colors like other places like here. People here, they wear different colors. Huh. But for some reason, you know, there you, you, you can only wear black. Mm. So in that regards, yeah. But, but I say, OK, I'm going to that's what the, that's what it is. Otherwise, you can be arrested. OK, mm -hmm. now, since then, some some of the laws with the Matawa there, they have um, become loosened they're not as strict as they were the last time i was there mm -hmm. but here's what's interesting when you said how are those particular things affected me personally um let, let me say and especially coming from the west let me say this so now i'll again i'll use um kuwait and then you'll see how this whole region mm -hmm. ties in so again lots of hypocrisy what i don't like about folks uh, and this goes for everybody. I don't care what you practice. I really, really don't. But then don't go out here and you want to be in front of slide making like that you the holy roller. And then after 10, 
your ass is going across the bridge from Saudi into Bahrain, getting it in with them Russians. Don't play with me. Don't oh, play with me. Okay. I don't care about your religion because you ain't nothing but a fraud. It, it, it just is what it is. You, you are a fraud. You, you, you can't be. And that is for optics. That's for optics, Sly. It's for optics. It's kind of like, too, you know, at home, you have these mega preachers in the pulpit telling black folks all this stuff. And then he got four or five side pieces. Yeah. When all he probably had to do was ask his wife if he could have them. And he probably could have had them because she didn't want to be bothered with his ass in the first goddamn right, place. Right. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I've been just in progressive, think, progressive thinking. But so, yeah, I saw lots of stuff like that. Now, coming from the West, yes, we have certain freedoms, and these societies are heavily patriarchal. I don't necessarily have an issue with that, um, but it's how you do things, okay. like the walking behind the man. You can still be the strong man, and I, I'm at your side. We can stand side by side, and you can still run and rule however you need to do it. <laughs> whether I agree with your tactics or not. So that goes on. Um, in terms of the clothing, I, I'm just not the person that has always want to be out in the street nude. So that doesn't really bother me. <laughs> but what I have watched Sly over the years is that as more Eastern Europeans have just come into the region, <laughs> a lot of them have just been disrespectful because I remember when I was in, when I first got to Kuwait in 2005, if they caught you wearing shorts, I don't care if they were like Bermuda shorts, the women, to your knees. Mm -hmm. All it would take is one Kuwaiti man to call the police on you and your ass is good as gone. Real talk. So, but now it is not that way anymore. And I, I think it is because they want the monies for, for tourism. Tourism has pushed a lot of things on a lot of these countries that they probably normally wouldn't accept, wouldn't have accepted, if you will. Uh, I'll give you another instance. Um, like in Saudi, mm -hmm. before, uh, you just could not, I, I have a, a friend of mine that is married to a Saudi Arabian, and that's actually how I got to Saudi, okay? Okay, okay. Um, the time that I went there, what is interesting is, is that, and it still happens, but they, they've tweaked it a little bit. Women could not, like I couldn't, like when your wife says to you, Sly, well, honey, I'm going to the store. I'll be right back. Right. No, Sly would have to go to the store with her and right. basically drive her because right. it was right. illegal for women to drive. Right. Women can drive now. Right. So now fast forward to, I want to say two years ago, they started this push to open up for tourism. They got all kinds of massive construction projects happening in Saudi right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, massive. And the reason why they have done that is because they have looked at the UAE as the poster child for tourism dollars. Think about how the UAE catapulted itself from nothing but desert to becoming the world's Mecca in terms of tourism. So then you had all of those countries slide in the region looking at her. And yes, they were calling out the UAE saying, you're supposed to be down with Islam and y'all selling alcohol. You're supposed to be doing this and you're allowing people to walk the streets 
wearing short shorts with their butt cheeks hanging out. Mm-hmm. Now, but the caveat to that is, is especially in the UAE, you know, it's divided into seven emirates, which right. is similar to what we call states. Mm-hmm. The most religious of those emirates is Sharjah. Now get caught slipping in Sharjah and see what happened to you. Okay. Oh, see, so even though the country itself is open to tourism, at the same time, certain, just like when you're going from Texas to Illinois, there's still rules and guidelines with those different states. And you come through Sharjah, if they catch you, even to this day, right now, like mm-hmm. I, I normally would drive to this um, um, place called Ras Al Khaimah. If you mm-hmm. look at it on the map, it's a gorgeous little small, small town. Mm-hmm. But now, listen, they got the best beer prices in the country. Okay, I'm a serious beer connoisseur. So, yes, it is a ways from Dubai. However, and I have to go through Sharjah. If you are caught in Sharjah, let's say the police would have pulled me over and they I'm, I'm searching your car. Sometimes if they see you with alcohol, they'll confiscate all that. They may even detain you at the local police station for some time because Sharjah is the most religious of the seven emirates. Okay. Oh, people got some horror stories about that. Now, again, I have never been affected. I have just been uh, lucky at the positive energies of the universe. Hell, just let me <laughs> sail right on through. But definitely you could be stopped. So there's little things like that. Um, Again, I don't necessarily have an issue with the dress code. I do have issues with um, the, the women, most of them walking behind the man. The man can still be the head and all that and strong, and we walk side by side. I do have, um, so, in, so in Kuwait, this is what I noticed as well. And it happens here. The black Kuwaitis, the black ones that look like you and I, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, 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 some of your viewers in here. <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> I used to get my ass tore out the frame when I was a kid here. Oh, they beat the black ones. They beat mad ass. Oh. But the other ones, they want to be caucasoid. Yeah. Oh, don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't do that. What? <laughs> so that's a big difference that I've seen here as well as there. Is that it seemed like the ones who look like us like they will beat the dog crap out they bad ass kids. Mm-hmm. Where others are trying to play that, um, I'm going to be your friend kind of foolishness. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Beat it. Like Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, l- let me ask you this. With the tourism, so you still have Sharia law versus the tourism. Isn't that almost like a setup? If you are there for tourism, because it's like, okay, wait a minute. You, you want to give me a pass because you want my money. But if I slip up, if someone feels a way about it, they can still relegate me to the laws of the of the land. So I, I guess it's money versus religion. Which it depends on which is more important. At, but it just feels like a, a catch-22, almost like a setup. Hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you're absolutely correct in, in, in that. And so what a lot of people don't realize, Sly, and this is probably, this may be new unless you probably read about it. Um, People have, especially for the for the UAE, mm-hmm. people tend to think because Dubai has these extravagant buildings and these 
astronomical construction projects that are just like off the grid that people never even could conceive, but these engineers are so, and that's another thing, the bulk of these engineers, they Nigerian. So don't even get, don't get it started now. Don't, don't let me get it started up in here. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. <laughs> but you, you, you're right in that regard, but people tend to think that Dubai is just this, wow. But what they fail, fail to know is that Dubai is actually broke. The money, the money is in Abu Dhabi. I was going, that was That's where the money question. is. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. And so even when this 2020 pandemic happened, because the money sits down there, mm-hmm. baby, I mean, because I got people that I know in Abu Dhabi and I could not get down there, Sly. They cut you, baby, you can't even enter. Whether you are an Emirati or not, they not they're gonna protect that money mm-hmm. at all costs. <laughs> and so, even if it's against their own citizens, that money gonna be protected. And that's exactly what they did. They cut Abu. I mean, even the back ways to get in, you could not get in there. And then they start setting up like these um, checkpoints for you to get, you know, like these testings and all of that. And then yeah. you would have like twenty four hour passes. And then if you breach that, oh, I mean, slide. It's happening right now. Right now, here in March 2021, it is still happening. I have not been to Abu Dhabi since late December 2019. Okay? Okay. And it's it's crazy in that. But again, they are going to protect that money at all costs. Mm -hmm. And because they operate, like I was telling you, uh, like how we operate in terms of states and boundaries and all of that back at home, Mm -hmm. there's really nothing anyone can do about it. (laughs) Because, again, they're going to protect that money. They are going to protect the coinage. And that's pretty much what they have done. So they've made it hard for you. Like you had a lot of people that they work in logistics and they would move cargo let's say from Dubai into Abu Dhabi. Right. But when they shut all that down, they're uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. They got to protect this money. And so that people were having to months in, were having to get like these special passes, but still they had time limits on them. And if you breach that time limit, you in trouble, mm. you're in trouble. And I'll say just in terms of legalities, coming from the West, I really have no problem with how they enact justice. Now they have over the years, they have, to me, they have become, what is the word? Um, A little lenient, if you will. Whereas at other times they would have enacted certain types of punishments on people that the West would consider egregious as if she can freaking talk, but it is what it is. So, I, I, me personally, I, I've never had a problem with how they enact justice against people who break the law. Mm-hmm. Now, remember when I talked about how religious charge is in that regard, as well as even in Kuwait, what you would find is, is that d- depending on, so, so let's say uh, I saw, I saw your, your eldest daughter out of something and I mm-hmm. thought whatever she had on slide, I, I didn't agree with her attire. And me being as super religious as I am, I went on here and turned her behind me and called the folks and they saw and came and picked her up. 
what I necessarily don't like about that implication is that, okay, well, because her shorts were not necessarily, um, let's say, capri pants, but they were at the knee, mm -hmm. that you're making a federal case out of the shorts being above the knee and not being capri pants. And sometimes, depending where you are, you will find that as well. Okay. So little things like, but it's always, it's, it's, it's the hypocrisy. I just don't like hypocrisy. And things have to be logical for me. You don't want women out on the beach with swimming suits on, but yet men can be out there with no shirts on. And so the women look at their chest and think, oh, he sure is fine. So they can't look, I mean, it's, make it make sense to me. That makes no sense to me. And, in, and you know what's funny? In Egypt, especially in Alexandria, okay, you will be on the Mediterranean slide and you will see a sea of women in hijabs and the abayas in the water. Now, you know for yourself, when your clothes get wet, yeah. it's very, very heavy, right, okay? Right. And the men are sitting around in Speedos. They got their little hairy chest out, and you just like... And then if you go out with your swimming suit on, oh, baby, baby, baby. I mean, so yeah, I was down there in Egypt in the Mediterranean with my full clothes on because I didn't want to get in trouble if I had my bathing suit on. Well, do you see that, I say, I guess in the next 20, 30 years, do you see it eventually being a little bit more evened out or, or, or no? You think the men, the system set up, the patriarchy over there would never, would never bend to that, to that point? I think that you're still going to have zealots. Okay. And however those zealots decide to let's say rule, be it politics or within the religion itself, that is going to, that is going to determine the tone. It's kind of like when you were saying, and I call it hypocrisy as well, Sharia law versus tourism. Mm -hmm. Hence why all of these other countries were lamb blasting the UAE as they opened up and now they copying them because they want that money. You see, they, they want that money. And if, and if you were to Google Saudi right, if you Google Saudi right now, slide and said Saudi Arabia's upcoming tourist projects, you are going to see an explosion. Okay. But they, they actually are behind. They were too busy trying to police everybody else, even though the men were hitting that causeway, getting into Bahrain with the Russians. So, you know, it's just like, stop. Like they would talk about Bahrain because Bahrain is about this big. Yeah. <laughs> Can you even see what see that? <laughs> but the Saudi Ravens would hit that causeway, alcohol and women. And you know for yourself, Sly, you cannot have tourism and there's no booze. That's right. Like, let's say I'm a person, I don't even really want to go out and mingle with and, and try these sites and things, but I am a beer drinker. I got to have my beer. I don't want to go to these places if I cannot drink. So eventually you're going to have to open yourself up to something because it's just as you said, it, even though it, they don't work together, but you want the money. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to fix that? Nobody's flooding into Saudi Arabia and the people who go who are not necessarily, maybe they don't have friends or family there. And, you know, they have these huge medical um, cities there. So you may have contractors that work, let's say, for Saudi Aramco, and they're feeding into the medical um, cities there. Mm -hmm. Still, no one is just coming there 
oh, I want to go. I want to go to L.A. I want to go to uh, Jeddah. I want to go to Riyadh. I want to go to Demond. Nobody is saying that. No one is saying that. Okay. So you're going to have to have some type of um, accoutrements <laughs> to, you know, entice people to actually go there for the sake of generating the income, you know, from tourism. It It, it is. Yeah, it's like a double-edged double sword slot. Okay. Because you know for yourself, that breeds a whole new animal of stuff. It, it really, really does. Like, I've been coming to the UAE since um, 2000. What is 10? Uh-oh. We lost her. Hold up. Hold up. We lost her. She'll be back. Hold up. There she go. Oh. Me? Yeah, oh, okay. You're back. Prostitution has always um, existed. But what I find interesting, Sly, is that now they are getting more egregious. Like when I first started coming here, you would not see people passing out flyers talking about girls. But you will now. And like if I went outside, like right now, the flyers would be all on the ground and stuff. Like those little cards like you used to get like after yeah. the nightclub and people put on your car slot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they had the girls and stuff on there wow. and all of that. In 2005, get caught doing some mess like that. So all that tells me too is, well, the Arabs getting in on You in on it too. Because there's no way that you all would just allow foreigners to be the only ones partaking in such delectables. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, are they fully prepared for what they're potentially going to unleash upon themselves. Unlike the, here over the West, we kind of were used to it to a point where now we have a, a way of operating around or through the, are they prepared to, to become us in the next 2010 to 20, 30 years at the, at the rate they're going? You know, um, I'm going to say it depends on the Emirate. Okay. Sharjah is always going to be the most religious. If you get to Sharjah, you're never going to go down there and see that mess. Like I knew some people lived in Sharjah and slide years ago. They're, they're, they're since gone back to the UK now. But the times that, that I had visited them, they would have these parties. Okay. Mm-hmm. And no, because you know, your neighbors will call on you. They'll call. And I'm oh. telling you, you get arrested. These, because again, Sharjah is the most religious state, but they would have these parties, the parties would go all night long. They'd have to bribe the neighbors to keep the neighbors from calling the charge of police. Wow. So I I believe just to answer your question, Sly, it is going to depend on which emirate you live in. Okay. Dubai is the city of excess. I mean, it is. Whatever you can dream about, you can get it. And what people don't realize, too, even here. This is a safe haven for money laundering. I read, it's I very read easy. about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's easy to uh, launder money here. I tell you, I'm not going to say his name, but I know a gentleman here. Um, he works with some serious hitters. And right now these people are here and they want these extravagant homes of theirs remodeled. He basically is a uh, interior designer mm-hmm. and he is so... Think about the climate today. Think mm-hmm. about the climate right now, Sly. And mm-hmm. think about the climate starting from March of last year. Much different. He has been busy nonstop. 
I mean, can't I like we have gone out like twice. Because he is so busy, he is working seven days a week now to get these people's houses and villas and stuff revamped and redone. Mm -hmm. And these people, these are not, you know, I'm, I'm a commoner. <laughs> I'm a commoner. I am not royalty. So, I mean, and they dropping, I mean, because his starting fees is 15. You can, you can book him, but his starting fee is 15. You have to give him 15,000 US dollars up front for him to even come to your house and say, Sly, I'm getting ready to hook you up. This does not include what he is going to make for you. And you got to pay for all that stuff. Okay. So the financial reset from your angle, what are you seeing? Because I, I, you know, over here, you know, you hear people or people are broke. The people are complaining about stimulus checks, $1,400. Like, like that's not life changing money. What are you seeing since the whole pandemic money? How, how you know, how, what are you, what are you seeing? Cause going off what, what you just told me, I don't think there's a, there's a money issue over there. For the most part okay so there's not a money issue when it turns to these hitters okay. and the people who are laundering millions of dollars okay so no you're absolutely correct okay um if you were worth two three hundred million and of money that you may have gotten from illicit activities worldwide mm -hmm. i mean no they ain't gonna affect you okay mm -hmm. now let's say you from islamabad and you worked in the restaurant industry you probably likely are probably headed back to Islamabad, you know. Um, so people who are coming from Pakistan, a lot of Indians, um, people coming from um, other parts of Asia, you know, uh, Philippines, Vietnam, like this, mm -hmm. depending on the industry that they were in, a lot of them have suffered. Now, if they were in medicine, mm -mm, they're doing just fine. Okay. Because the medical industry has exploded in that they need more people. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to say two, three months ago, there was an article in the local paper. I don't know if you're aware of this, but some of the best nurses in the world come out of South Africa. Our sisters down there handling their business in terms of nursing. And they have been, they have been poached from South Africa, especially with Canada for decades. Okay. For decades. And so, um, just in that regard, Sly, they are still trying to do that so they can keep their levels up for the d demand in within the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just in terms of your question, it depends on the field that you're in. So I'm, I'll, I'll even use myself. Working in construction, construction here has really been decimated really, really, really badly. And um, however, for me personally, it has not affected us. We got more business than we know, know what to do with. Good. So I think it depends on the sector in which you're feeding. Like if you were doing, let's say you had a company slide and all you were, you and your company was doing was constructing residential. You hit, you hit, you're going to take your losses and be out. Uh -huh. You're going to take your losses and be out. There used to be, um, laws here on the books and I'm, I'm sure they still are where you could not leave. Uh, buildings abandoned and you know you, you know why because that's unsightly that's not right but since this mess we got abandoned buildings and a, a stalled construction project like you wouldn't believe but what but what can the government do something they can't <laughs> exactly so it i think 
in just in that regards, it depends on what you and what industry that you're in and then the sub industry that that particular business line feeds into. And let me shout out to, to my boy, Farm Runner. Now, listen, this is a this is a commercial and an ad for Farm Runner. If you all are having some um, digestion issues, some sleeping issues, you need to get with Farm Runner. Sign up for your consultation because he got your girl together over here. That's all I got to say. Okay, th- that's your commercial. I know it wasn't the most professional, bro, but I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, question before we get into the main crux. Okay. If what? Okay, if someone's trying to tap into that market, those markets over there where you're at or around you, given the the, the financial reset, how could they do that? Or is it possible? You know, people are looking for to generate monies, wealth, side incomes. Is there a way for them to tap into those markets that are still thriving over there? Sure. Now, I will tell you this. Um, Business licenses for foreigners is not cheap. Okay. And that is because they don't want these businesses to become a burden of the state. So in the UAE, there are less than a million Emiratis. Okay, throughout the whole country. Um, So that's really a a small tribe, if you will. They're not populous at at all. And so what they depend on is a lot of expats coming in here to aid the different systems. Okay. 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 Um, Even with small businesses, yes, a lot of Emiratis own small businesses. And depending what industries they are, you have to partner with them. See, this is why I want my brothers on Alkebulon to get their business together. You can't just come in here and own a mall and you don't partner with an Emirati. It ain't happening. Okay. And to construct a mall, you already know what kind of coins you got to have. Yeah. So even all these vast structures that you see, if someone tells you, oh, well, this guy from Singapore owns that. No, he's co-owner. Because he has partnered with it. You can't own stuff like that outright here. You just cannot. The, mm-hmm. the law won't allow it. Mm-hmm. So depending on the industry that you're in, like, let's say if you wanted to go into pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. At this time, right now, if you find somebody to partner with, yes, you could find yourself very a very solid aspect if that is something that you want, excuse me, to get into. Mm-hmm. If you were trying to get into construction of residential, I would say keep your money. Because <laughs> as I just said, you got all these unfinished projects over here. Gotcha. So, yes, at right now, again, depending on um, what industry that you are in, okay? Mm-hmm. Depending on what industry you're in and you're deciding to come here. And you want to set up show and all of that, as well as getting, you know, the licenses and all that to operate. You could actually find yourself making a good living. Now, typically here, and people are going to blow This is going to blow their mind. Okay. Um, small businesses, what they require on paper in terms of cash that you must have that you transfer into your Emirati account. If you say, okay, you want to open up a pet store, you're going to need $200,000 in your bank account. We're not talking about what it's going to cost you to go in there and outfit the structure to get yourself ready for business. Okay. But that's just for a pet store. Other entities may require you to have half a million. 
It just depends. Okay. So while there's good uh, industry, you can't be the penny pitcher talking about you got two and three dollars. Okay. Yeah. So that, that that's pretty much it. Okay. One more question before we get into it. I promise. What okay. If, okay. What if they don't want to go over there actually? And can, can I pay a, a consultation or can I pay somebody to be like my spokesperson to get some to get me into that industry? If, what if I don't want to physically go over to, the, to, to into the country? I just want to say, you know what? I make a phone call, email, say, hey, someone I can pay to kind of be my spokesman, my rep to to get into that. Would you would you recommend that option, or actually, you would say, you know, you, you have to get on the train, a plane, and you get your ass over there and see what, what what's up? Yes, you know, so I'm sorry. Yes, I concierge. Right. Well, would I trust it? No, okay. because the propensity for you to lose your money is that much higher. Like if you're not here, um, how are you going to ensure that what you are putting your money into and basically having, like you said, uh, the front man, Mm -hmm. how are you going to ensure he's not going to cheat you? Okay. Um, Even in our local paper, we have, they have uh, people (laughs) slide that um, have done stuff like this. And of course, they're trying to flee because they know that they're basically if they get caught, they're going to prison for life. There there are prison um, laws here or jail laws here is different. So it's something to think about. So even if a person says, "Okay, well, I don't want to reside there, I would say make sure that this person. You 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 know them intimately. Okay, and even then, as you know, anytime you start dealing with vast amounts of money and if the person you're dealing with, if they're not accustomed to that, you find you could find yourself being taken. Now, now I'm going to be honest with you. I have been taken by a 25, 20s and middle native folks. And I mean, I'm not talking about two and three thousand dollars. I mean, 10, 20, 30. I mean, I've been taken personally. I have. So I don't necessarily say, okay, well. Uh, black folks is always scam. No, no. Pe- people in general are, are scammers. Okay. Okay. So, it, but it's. I would say again, make sure that you are intimately involved with them, or you know somebody. It's it's the same as if you were at home slide. You say, okay, you you and the missus was going to hook up with somebody to open whatever. You would want to make sure whoever that partner is is good, and their their personal finances are together, so that if it doesn't if it starts off rocky, they're not trying to use whatever you all invested mm-hmm. to meet their own personal um, living situation. It's the, it's the same thing. Okay. You know, business is business is business no matter where you go. That's right. Um, and a lot of times in different cultures, some of these business deals can be done by you and I just sitting out and having a cup of coffee. Because the way my culture is set up, I just want to talk to Sly face to face, make sure he's solid. I, I can get a vibe from him, see if his energy is good. And a lot of times, especially on the continent, a lot of deals are done that way because people are this, that's the cultural, cultural thing. We're talkers, you mm-hmm. know, we engage. Mm-hmm. So there's something to that. But I would just say, be, be um, cautious in, okay. it, with your money. Just be cautious. Okay. The topic that we're really here for. We got everybody primed and everything. You know, yes, we do. Gave me the dark side 
of traveling. Yes. I, I don't think it gets taught. Well, unless unless I watch Nat Geo or something, I, I would have to watch Sandra O oh or Nat Geo to to. I never hear our people kind of get into that, and I can understand why because of the optics. But if mm-hmm. you don't mind sharing a couple of instances where you've seen or you, you know the dark side of traveling for the men and the women when it comes to us and, and why that is such uh, a taboo topic to kind of touch on, if you don't mind. Totally, totally. So I'll give you a little backstory. Um, so for people who are watching and who would also catch the replay, I have been on six continents. The only place I have not been on is Antarctica. So when people are coming out here in these different spheres and they're talking about passports, this, that, that, and the third list, I have seen it all. And um, I want to make a quick note as well that I am a strong supporter of melanated men worldwide. Okay? The black men is where it's at. That's the first thing. I have to make that for what I'm going to say here strategically because of my travels and where I have been. Um, Now, I'm not saying in in saying that spiel that I haven't seen men of other ethnicities as attractive. The black man is the king. So whether I see you as attractive or not, that's not my stilo. So some of the places I'm going to start in South America. Now, I'm not going to say any countries. Okay, specifically, but I'm going to start there and then we'll work our way around. (laughs) Um, What I have just seen, just being a mere observer, and a lot of times that I've traveled, I've traveled with men. Okay, I'm a person, I mesh well with men. Um, So let me say this. There have been instances in South America, places I've traveled in South America, where a lot of the women there specifically are just trying to leave what they consider egregious, an egregious place of their homeland. And so they are willing to do, they are willing to do just about anything to get on, to get on meaning to leave wherever they are in, in, in whatever particular country that is. So whatever that takes, there really is no limit to do that. Okay. now I'm not saying to you that these women are not beautiful because they are. Um, But at the same time, is that all that you want is mere beauty? But I've also seen brothers get rolled. And you know what getting rolled means. Mm -hmm. They're doing that to this day. I mean, didn't Cardi B say that's what she was doing to me and drugging them and rolling them? I mean, I'm just saying. So while you all are traipsing the globe in search of women that you think are not being submissive to you because you say that the West has made it where women are, are, are not these feminine beings anymore. Talk about it. Come on. You still are going to find yourself in the same situation. I mean, I, I, I've been in places where they have killed dudes. Okay. Cause they're robbing them. They've set them up kind of like um, a cartel hit, if you will, Sly. Mm-hmm. I'd see Sly's a businessman. He he works, he's high tech with IBM. He came down here for business. He's seen some cute little hotties over here in Chile. And he picked a couple out, told a way to go hook it up, and they get back to his room, and yet he gets rolled. This goes on, but 
people are not telling you about that. Now, why? I guess because they want to give you the optics of the illusion. Ooh, well, honey, them Chilean women, baby, they got it going on. They just that third. But the reality is the same mess that you get at home, meaning the West, is happening outside of the West. People, just as Sly said in the beginning, they're not talking about that. And so personally, I know of these types of instances personally. I'm not going to give you anybody's names, Mm -hmm. but it happens. Mm -hmm. I know personally of CIA dudes who got themselves caught up. Did Did you hear me? I heard you. Oh, okay. Just check and make sure you're there. I got to pick up my mouth off the floor. (laughs) Because, again, and you you know, you know what is, and I I like the point because you always talk about, slide. you know, you being a father of girls Mm -hmm. and being true to that. Mm -hmm. These, some of these men are fathers to girls, but that does not negate the mere what is the word? We are such heatness to our own desires. Mm-hmm. And so we're willing to go to these different places and do all of this experimentation and not really know what's going on. So even in South America, um, let's see, uh, I'm going to use Argentina because Argentina is actually considered the um, Paris of South America. Okay. Okay. And yeah, but you still have a lot of drug money, excuse me, that comes through there. And these guys own a lot of these girls. And because maybe they're trying to get their product through somewhere, they'll set you up. You think you down here doing, (laughs) you down here looking at all these chicks and she looks this way in a thong and that and yeah, and you decide to go ahead and make your stake, and then they'll say, okay, well, I got you. I mean, we'll let your superiors know that you're around here buying hookers This, unless you do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> it is a lot of untowardness in that. And even in the poorer parts of these areas, yes, the women are beautiful. I am not going to sit here and tell you that they are not. But is that all you're looking for in a mate is Somebody being beautiful and to F and F you and you got me F and F. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So or are you looking more in a partner? If that's all you want, then get it how you live. But there still is a cost to that. Don't think that. I'm going to give you an example and I'm not going to use anybody's name. God, no, married a chick from Venezuela. Okay. Gorgeous, gorgeous. It's a brother. What he didn't take note of, Sly, is that now that he's married this chick, every time he turns around, what's her family doing? What's her family doing, Sly? <laughs> what's the family doing? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're and right. so you sitting yourself, but but you got some pretty you got you got your pretty size zero over here. I mean, I'm just saying, but, and then she's telling you, well, how can I be married to you? And we have all of this stuff, but yet my family is back home and they are suffering and we don't give them anything. Do you know how long that's going to go on? Do you know how long that's going to go on? In perpetuity. So if you don't get one of, one of them who 
I guess their family comes from some type of means. You're going to find yourself running into that. Mm-hmm. And it is not necessarily only to South America. We're going to talk about that in terms of a global spectrum. It's not only there. Because if their families are, 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 are not solid financially, you're going to find yourself culturally in a catch-22. You may find yourself down to divorce. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to help them to a point, but eventually a person is going to get tired. I get t- you get tired of your own family asking you for shit. Now, you got folks who not eating blood. You can't vote begging. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I'm just saying, and depending on how you built as a person, that is going to determine if you're going to continue that cycle of gimme, 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 and you you continuously giving out the handouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell you this too, even with the passport stuff, there have been incidences of people. Now it's a little bit, it's a bit more difficult slide. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but back, but back, I'm going to even say. 10 years ago, it used to be easy when single men would travel and they would possibly just, they could just have their um, passports just maybe on the counter and the, you know, cleaning services coming in, whatever, whatever. People could take the picture of it and they could actually replicate that. And with certain software, they could make past all this stuff. I mean, they've had people, situations with guys who actually could not get out of countries because of that, because once they scan it, they can say, okay, well, no, hold up, Sly, you already came through already here. Came through. Yeah. You already came through. What you talking about? No, I haven't. I'm leaving now. Well, somebody five days ago came through here with the same passport number. Now, what's going on? But, of course, the passport rolls, and I'm going to talk about that, getting uh, all of their money stolen from them at, 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 at knife point, because they're walking with the chick in some neighborhood that they thought was lush and wherever you, wherever you go, even, even here, wherever you go, there's always petty crime. That is just the nature of human beings. Um, but being robbed at knife point. Okay. So yes, having these passports and moving about, it can be a great experience, but at the same time, don't lamb blast people or what you consider Pookie and Ray Ray them, just because <laughs> you went to Venezuela and Medellin. Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then when you went to these places, tell me where you stayed. Now, I know where I stay. Okay. As again, as I said, I'm a chameleon. I can do all kinds of things, depending on what my purpose is. I may slum it or I may high lifestyle it. It just depends on what I'm, what I'm there to do. Um, so as we move from South America, but those same things, let's go ahead and hop on over to Australia. Let me tell you something. A lot of these folks are making these tricks and they really are not being honest because a lot of them are actually paying for prostitution. Sly, when I was in Australia and New Zealand, um, I seen a level of, uh, hookerism that I've never seen in my life. Okay. Now, this is the West. Now, folks may tell you, when well, I saw that. Listen, it is what it is. Okay. Um, imagine this. You fly into the main city slide and you say, ooh, I got a taste for something. Ooh, 
but I want to be discreet. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to go on the street and find whatever I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So you start getting the phone book or whatever magazine there and you scrolling through and you see a service. The service says, basically it's a menu of humans and you can pick whatever color, shapes, size you like. So you say, mm, well, I'm in the mood for something unique in that I've never tried it. I'm going to order the two, meaning two people. Okay. I want one to be a brunette and I want the other to be a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so the people say, okay, you call them up. Well, what's your credit card number? Now you done gave your American Express out. What time are you going to come there? Can they get here by eight? How long do I get to play? Well, you get them for three hours. Okay. Three hours. Wow. Okay. So they come. You got to go downstairs to meet them because these hotels are now they're so secure. Take them back up and you all do some fancy fare and all of that. The deed is done. And you think it's all over, right? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that you don't have these two women up in your suite. You just thought you were having fun, but they were they were scoping all your particulars out. They, they, they have zoomed in on your credit card numbers. Why you thought that you was over here having fun with one, this, that, and the third? Basically getting rolled yet again. Yet again. But in New Zealand, you can order up your human menu of delights just as if you were ordering from Burger King. Isn't that something? And I, I mean, Slough, I say you can pick, baby, it's like a builder human. You could actually pick if you want, well, I want her to have short hair. I want her to have long hair. I want her to look like this. I'm serious. Blew my mind. And I thought I had been somewhere. Now, women, you can do the same. It's not only for men. If the woman says that she wants to go ahead and order off the menu too, and she's picking a making model, she can do the same. You see, it's money. So everybody can get all of this, these things that they want, Sly, including mm -hmm. the women. So yeah, I mean, you can do it that. Now I'll tell you this too. In Australia, because they are huge on these clubs and you know what about. Uh-oh, mm -hmm. uh-oh, uh -oh. she'll be back. You don't really know, you don't really know um, what the places are because they're very, incon they're very inconspicuous. Like, like you can't just spot them out. Mm -hmm. It's just like going to jump out at you. But you go in, of course, at nighttime and all of your sorted seeds, sorted seeds are done. But lots of horror stories in those as well in that people um it's supposed to be adults in that we're agreeing on what's going to happen in these places mm -hmm. but sometimes these husbands um <laughs> i guess they feel like the wife is having too much fun with the other guy you find yourself leaving you'll get yeah. got yeah I'm, I'm just saying so we're still rolling people <laughs> 
So you thought that you were just going to have a little fun and now it's turned you at the at the uh emergency room in Sydney or Melbourne because somebody done beat the dog shit out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean this stuff happens. It, it happens. It happens more often than what you think. More often than what you think. The last time that I was in Australia, they had, um, we were in, um, what was the name of this town? It was right outside of um, the, the the Barrier Reef area, where you can go and dive in the Great Barrier Reef. And mm. Sly, they had all kind of folks coming up missing. Tourists, not, not locals. Tourists. Tourists. Because these people are engaging into um, proclivities because they want to get a taste of things that maybe they couldn't at home. And, you know, the the idea of being anonymous is is awesome to people, even to me, to me. It's awesome in that to think, wow, I could actually go to this place and do something I've probably been dreaming about for 25 years. I can never do it. Now I can. I try it and then I don't make it back home. Hmm. Or if I make it back home, I'm not the same person that. I was when I left home because maybe I've been attacked or, you know, these people have gotten my personal information. They have drained all of my accounts because I was being careless because I was I could be anonymous. I had no and I had anonymity. Mm -hmm. And so I could do all of these things. So that is a pitfall to that. There is a pitfall to that. And the other caveat to that is what people are not talking about. And, you, you know, you have mentioned this at different times. A lot of people, especially some of these uh, passport brothers, have some weird <laughs> delights. Yeah. And I'm going to say that they got some weird delights. And so they're engaging in stuff that would get them 15 to 30 oh, yeah. in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they are. But they're not going to tell you that. They go, but Sly, Sly, you ain't traveling here. And licky, licky, licky. I mean, you ain't going here. And, you know, and all this kind of foolishness <laughs> and, and all of that. But they are engaged into some things that even for me, and I, I haven't, you know, just say lived stateside for quite some time, that if I could do something to them, yeah, I would. Because I'm looking at you sideways like, why are you doing you, Oh, you're doing that because you're in Cambodia. Because let me tell you something, contrary to belief, viewers, <laughs> white men are not the only ones doing that. They are not. A lot of us have thoughts in here that we want to act out in real life. But we never let it leave our cerebellum at home. Because one, we know the dudes that we know who are silent, they're going to give us that work. Right. And then two, we don't want to be a pariah. That's right. Because we think these things. But make no mistake, it is not just white men. Like they are, a lot of us are all up in Asia buying underage children. But then we come back and tell you, I had all them Vietnamese chicks. I mean, they was up on a brother. I mean, man, what you talking about? Yeah. I mean, I had that five for ten special. It was two dollars each. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. And people are just, you just like, oh, really? Wow. Is it all that? Because think about this side. Think about the, the, the men that you know that have always talked about Thailand. Whenever a black man mentions Thailand to me, if they really, Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia, mm -hmm. I'm giving you the side eye. Mm -hmm. Real hard. I mean, real, real hard. Especially when you tell me, when you tell me that you've been alone or with several other men. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that men can't travel like that. That's not what I'm saying. Because mm. I travel with men doing carnival and all of that, and men did what men do. That's business. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but what I'm but what I am saying is certain areas on the globe, yeah, I'm looking at you crazy. I am. And I know guys personally that have traveled to these places in groups, dudes that I've known that I consider to be solid cats, but I'm still looking at you crazy. I'm still looking at you crazy because I know what goes on in, in these places. And it is not just for white men. No, it is for men. <laughs> and because of how the people there looks like, at times it is very difficult for a man to say, okay, wow, well, Elizabeth, she she looked like she was 25. I didn't know she was 16. I didn't know she was 13. Because their youth, it's just how they how they look. It, unless they have lived, I'm gonna say really, really harsh conditions. Um, a lot of them you really are not gonna be able to tell unless let's say a lot of them maybe their teeth are rotten real bad or something. Mm -hmm. Um Maybe they have some scarring from, you know, uh, the time during the uh, Khmer Rouge and all of that. It is really difficult. But at the same time, we have to have our own level of discernment. A lot of these guys are parents. And you, Sly, is a, uh, you a father of girls. So, you know, for you as a man, there's certain. Yeah, you're a man. But there's certain things as a father that instantly come into your head. That's right. Immediately, because you are a male parent of girls. And so when again, when they say I'm just looking at you like, yeah, I, I know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. You taking your behind down to CoPP and all these other places because no one is going to say anything to you. Now, here's a caveat to that, because people are poor. OK, and so they're willing to do anything that they normally wouldn't do to get whatever they can get. But the caveat to that is, especially in Asia, I, now I, I didn't see this a lot in South America, but in, in, in certain parts of Asia, specifically those countries, Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia, you find yourself with a lot of the uh, Cybertrons. You know what I'm talking about, because that's what yes. you call them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you find that in a lot of men, they're not telling you how they got tricked. Now, check this out. This, this was what's getting ready to blow your mind right here, Sly. Think about all of the cases you've read back in the States at home of the Cybertrons being killed by straight men because they didn't tell the straight man about blase, blase, blah. 
Oh yeah. Why y'all ain't killing them in Asia? Why are you not killing them in Asia? The members of the church want to know. Y'all taking y'all behind to, to, to Vietnam and Thailand and Cambodia and Malaysia. And y'all getting it in with these Cybertrons. That's your business. Get all you can get. Get all you can get. But why aren't you killing them when you knew that they were Cybertrons? But then you bring your behind back on home and you want to beat the brakes off a dude because he didn't tell you. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's right. That is, you should not be deceiving people like that. But I want you to keep that same energy. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to jump on the guys at home for that, I expect you to do the same over here. Right. But they're, but they're not doing it. Think about this. You haven't heard of cases where the American men are coming in here or the UK men are coming in here and they beating the brakes off the Cybertrons because they were fooled. Right. Because you didn't tell me you were this. This your passport, bro. So this your passport, brother, though, right here. Sly. This the one. They telling you it, it is all glamour and glitz. Glamour and glitz. Yeah. So I find it disheartening and disingenuous with that. Now, I'm not saying to go out here and just start pounding on people like that. But I'm saying is you all bring your behinds back home and make like that you are just so... <laughs> But you weren't doing it over there. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, you were having a time of your life for that five for ten special because it cost you two dollars a hit. Because it's real cheap, Sly. You know, um, I got some people, some elders in my family. Listen here, ain't nothing worse than some cheap ass. I mean, I'm just saying. Wow. So y'all going over there getting that cheap ass? Uh huh. Then you coming back home, making it like coming back. You all on YouTube telling everybody how you had all these. No, you had some bust downs. What? What? Deceptive. What did he say? Slow. What did he say? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mac McAfee. Yes. Real talk. Real talk. But they, but they are playing. I feel like they are playing. Yeah, they, they are dealing with them there, but then when they go home, bro, they making up these stories like they had the Minister of Finance. But you had to bust down. And the Cybertrons, the Septicrons. <laughs> I mean, hey, slide, come on now. It's really, real talk. And I'm telling you something. I told you, I travel. I like to travel with men. I do. You all have a certain level. Men don't compete with each other. I, I love that about you. I don't matter where, where I am, who I meet, you all don't compete like that. And I like that about, I like that. Whereas women, we we, we tend to be competing with each other for, for stu stupidity. Makes no sense, whatever. <laughs> but so I've seen and witnessed some of this, as I'm saying to you, firsthand with dudes that I have known, dudes that I am cool with. They, I'm never going to break their confidence, you know. Um, so I've seen things. I've experienced things with this. So none of these folks going to come on here. Y'all going to be leaving y'all comments, talking about she lying. No, you a lie. You a lie. You lying. You ain't telling the truth. This is because why you I brought you here. <laughs> well, I'm just 
and they lying, bro. <laughs> they want to sit here and let you know that they got all, they got the Minister of Finance when really you got the two, okay? The five for 10 special, they were $2 each. And you making it like that you went and had, you know, Miss Universe. No, Miss Universe wouldn't even be bothered with you. She wouldn't be. And then where she come from? Did you get a check out? Because a lot of times, too, Sly, we get comfortable in that. So as a single person, you probably wouldn't. Let's say if you were at home, you single guy, you would be making sure you strapping up all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, now you don't decide that you're going over here to the outer realm. And people been telling you, oh, man, you can do X, Y and Z with these chicks, that and the third. And so you're not strapping it up. And then you come back with the Walkman's disease. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what the Walkman's disease is? Wherever you walked your cock into, that's what you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking that everything was grandiose. And then you lying to people like, ooh, this is this way, it's this way. Now, I'm not saying that a cat that is not, he doesn't have, let's say, Sly's stellar good looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would not be able to pull something. I'm not saying that at all. But what is the quality of what you're pulling? And then is it going to be uh, like you say, Sly, is it going to be um, all of this? uh, She's feminine versus this. Now, I'm not saying that the West has not breeded women to be a certain way at the downfall of the man, especially the black man, Mm -hmm. because it has. They're trying to destroy the black family. Mm -hmm. We know what the game is. We know what the game is. Um, But at the same time. We should have our own personal discernment to distinguish some of this stuff, too. And you going over here to these other countries want to make like you better than folks. Again, for me, I just like the, the, the nomadic life and being able just to move about and all of that. So my reason could be different from your reason. Hmm. But no, I've never personally been into sex tourism. Although I've seen it, I know what these guys are doing. And just as Brother McAfee said, those military guys don't even get me started. Think about a lot of the Navy guys who own ships for long time, Sly. Real talk. Real talk. And they may not be, you know, twisted like that. And we're going to, if that's what you do, that's what you do. That's your business. But whatever you do behind the door is your business. Uh, again, but have some type of cooth about yourself. Um, but some of those guys, they have been at sea for so long. And so now they go off. They're not even trying to worry about if it's a Decepticon, a Cybertron or not. They're not, e- they're not even worried about that because they've been at sea for so long. And now it's all about, I need to release how I can get a release. I'm tired of my damn hand. I'm tired of my own feet. So <laughs> they're just willing to go all out. Now, here's something else. And McAfee, you might, you, you say you had a brother in, uh, in the Marines. The folks that go to Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe, okay, that's a whole different breed of shenanigans over there. In that guys really. Not the ones who are in the military, but guys who are, let's say, traveling for business or they're traveling solo because they've been told about how beautiful these women are and all that. A lot of those women are beautiful, but they got feet like men. 
Hilga from Russia and the Ukraine got feet like a man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you wanted dainty and feminine, but yet her hands is as big as yours. There, there's some big women. They are statuesque. Yes. <laughs> they are very statuesque women. Okay. You thinking of yourself. She, I might be over here asleep. She's been unstrangling me to death with these big man hands. <laughs> Okay, cutting off all your air supply, you, you know. Um, but in terms of them rolling dudes and stuff, oh, they can be really treacherous. A lot of folks have not made it home. You Do you know how many uh, cases like the Department of State gets sly from families because they haven't heard from the guys going to these places? Like he told us he was going to check in with us every two days and we haven't heard from him in two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Last time he called us, he told us he was here. And because of how a lot of these countries are set up, science, I'm not saying that it's not easy to, to, to get missing in the States because it is. But because of how a lot of these countries are set up, it is really easy to go missing. Very easy. Now, I'm going give to you, give you some game here. The UAE is one of these cities of uh, countries that is heavy into AI, artificial intelligence. They were on the cutting edge. Anytime new technology comes in, they're on the cutting edge for all of that. The benefit to that is this right here. I don't know if you remember reading a few years back about a woman in Abu Dhabi that was killed. She was killed in a sixth a sixth floor apartment okay she was stabbed to death okay the person that killed her had on full everything a baya burqa and the hijab mm -hmm. all black what the person forgot was this place is what ai and they got cameras in the most in, in places you don't even think they got cameras like mm -hmm. they got them. okay and all they got to do is say Okay, well, Sly, you, you, let, let me go ahead and punch that in. There he is. You may not have even been on the radar. You weren't even on the radar. So they never even looked at that camera. But it just so happened because of this murder. They went and hit that computer on you. They got all this, they got all this right here, boo. Mm -hmm. So the lady who was killed, they saw a person coming out of the building in all black with the, with, with the veil on and everything. Person walking blocks and blocks to get to their vehicle. Still had the stuff on. At some point they did what? As they begin to get a, get away and maneuver. You start to take it off. They in the car. Yeah. Taking their stuff off. Now you just got got. And that's how they found the woman that killed that woman. Now I'm okay. Now watch this. So now we in Eastern Europe. They are not as progressive as that. In that they are on the cutting edge of technology to watch your every freaking move just in case some stuff pops up. Now I just told you your family done called the Department of State because you've been missing for two weeks. Mm -hmm. They ain't gonna know where to find you. They're going to the last place you told them. And people say, well, he ain't been here. We don't. We now you have went into an abyss because one, the locals are not talking to Interpol like that. 
doesn't even regardless of what you see on TV, they are not talking to Interpol like that. Why? It is the culture of those countries. No. So you could be missing for a host of reasons. One, you got rolled. Two, they want your organs. But see, you got caught slipping because you had your behind out here trying to get some cheap butt. <laughs> so that stuff happens for real. And no, these passport guys are not telling you that stuff. Now, I'll take the instance that some of them may say, okay, well, Sly, I personally never experienced that. That's what that's I get plausible. That. Yeah. It's, it, it's plausible to, to this point. So let's say they only went there for three, four days. Whereas I am an avid traveler. I don't go to places for two and three days like that. I find myself in places for months on end. One, I'm trying to understand the culture dynamic. Now, I recognize everybody can't do that. But at the same time, you may not be going for 30 and 40 days on end. But then don't bring your behind back here and lie and say, well, that's not happening because just because you didn't per se experience it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Think about all the places you've ever been. Like, it is difficult to, um, it, 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 it would be difficult for you to garner some type of uh, opinion and experience about something if you've only been somewhere for three days. It kind of would be like an inmate. He only went to jail for two days, yeah. yet you got a homie been sitting up in the county, in, in the county yeah. for, for six months. Yeah. Their experiences, they may have similar similar things, even with just the two days. But then the guy who's been in for six months, oh, he got a whole different kind of testimony. <laughs> right. So, sure, we recognize that, but they can't come on here just giving all these dreams of grandeur. Because that's not how it works. If it was so good, why you ain't moved at? Because, see, this, this right here is my real, real life. This is my real life. But it's so good. You haven't moved in where you brought your behind back home with my job. Baby, jobs will take you worldwide. I am living proof to that. So don't even say my job. And the fact and the truth of the matter is a lot of these companies want the West people working for them. Now, that's just facts. OK. So people can't can't say I'm, I'm, I'm here because of that. Now, one of the reasons that I actually love the UAE, just with experiences in my personal life, this is one of the safest places I've ever been. And I'm going to say to you, this is long before they introduced all this AI and cameras, long before they had that. I mm. felt this way mm. because I am a person I like to party. Sure do. Sly, I can walk the streets at three and four in the morning and ain't nobody going to bother me or try to me. Mm-hmm. You got me? Mm-hmm. Ain't never happened. And I'll be by myself. That's one that you want. So, but I'm just, but I'm, 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 I'm saying that to say people can pick out different places based on personal needs and personal um, situations that they've gone, that they've gone through themselves. Mm-hmm. So, even here, you all make all these trips to these places, and again, you have moved anywhere. Why you have moved to the Dominican? 
But what I will tell you this, guys that I know that have been down to the Dominican a lot, got, a lot of them come back burning. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But nobody's talking about that or talking about that they've gotten something that they can't get, that penicillin is not going to get rid of. <laughs> I'm just saying, Sly. I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. Mm. And even even with the even with the people who are living in countries that we consider to be third world, I really don't like that world that that terminology. But that's just the reality of what is like, like you know the status quo, or whatever. But at the same time, so I think of this: you have folks that come from the United Kingdom, Canada, and uh, the U.S. And they're going to some of these other, uh, even Western European countries. A lot of those people, they want to come to America so bad. And you're thinking to yourself, why would a Swiss person want to come to America? Why would somebody from Austria who has a higher quality of life and they just sitting here working at the grocery store want to come to America? I think you know why. A lot of that has to do with some types of freedoms that we have as Americans that a lot of them don't have, even though their quality of life is I mean, I could work at the drugstore and I'd be living better than you and your wife. Mm. You know, it's not even because I don't have this uh, fabulous career, because then you think about those people that do. Mm -hmm. A lot of them still do want to come west. Mm -hmm. So. But again, it's it's stuff that goes on over there, too. But why are you all not moving over there? Why are you all not moving over there? Why? Um. It's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said about that. Okay. Um, so now we're going to move on down to uh, Mama Alkebulon. Okay. See here? See here? Yeah. Mac know what, he know what time it is. <laughs> Listen, any, any of you folk out there who's, who are watching and you got any ties to even just some, some a few military dudes, now, if they're going to be honest, they're going to drop the real game on you. They're going to drop the hammer and tell you what it's really, really, really real about, especially the ones who are traveling. And them naval dudes got some serious stories. I'm just telling you. Naval dudes and dudes who were Army Rangers got some stories to tell you, Sly. <laughs> so if any of those guys are watching, y'all reach out to Sly so y'all can come on his show and, and, and drop the real real. For real. Drop the real. We want, we want the Army Ranger dudes, and we want the <laughs> naval cats. That's what we want. Right there. Because they're going to have a good game. Okay? But, so now we move on down to Mama Alkebulon here. Okay? And I am not going to tell anybody that no place is without it is. It's ills. Again, it is all about what you are able to um willing to deal with in your being. Um, and I said before, I'm not a religious person. I don't do these religions. Y'all can keep that. That's a way to control and divide people. I, I'm not even with it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. However, in, as I previously say, in, in, in picking places that I per se wanted to make my final um, resting place, if you will, my final home, um, I just have to talk about uh, Nigeria, even though I have been to uh, 20 countries on the continent myself and 
I'm going to give speak from a woman's perspective. Okay, now you men folk that want to come on here and give you the man's perspective about the continent, I'll go right. Y'all contact slide. This is the woman's perspective. Now, as I said before, because the men, the men, the men, the men, <laughs> the chocolate. Now, if you like chocolate, you can have every shade of chocolate you ever wanted. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, you you you're going to experience different things in terms of culture. Sure. Um, a lot of times there are a lot of men because of how the societies are set up and 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 so I talked about this a lot in terms just of just a patriarchy. Um uh, sure, a lot of them are um womanizers and women cannot be woman uh menizers, if that's a word, mm-hmm. um, like we do, let's say stateside, because you could find yourself women a situation meaning maybe you won't be on planet earth any, any longer just because a guy may felt that you were egregious by dating him and someone else mm-hmm. in a lot of those cultures women can't do that even though the men do it i'm not telling you it's right i'm just telling you it is what it is mm-hmm. okay so um it's something to think about what i do find though with men that come from the west and them coming onto the continent just in terms of dating and meeting and finding someone. A lot of them slide look for women who seem to be, I don't want to use the word downtrodden. They seem to be so, oh, what is the word? Because I, I don't want to, want to offend the ladies themselves, but a lot of the women, as I said, like in, in certain areas of, of, of Asia, Maybe their station in life is not the Ministry of Finance. I'll, I'll say it like that. Mm-hmm. And so they'll take them on because they can do a lot of control. Whenever you see a lot of these huge age disparities, a lot of it is about control as well. Where you may see a man who is 50 and he down in the village getting a chick who 25. And yes, she is gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And she's willing to deal with whatever he puts out because of the mere fact she gets to leave that situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we as Westerners, just in my time on the continent, their situations are not as bad as they think they are. The problem is that the West has done a a good job of using propaganda to make them think that these other places are better. And really they're not. Gotcha. You know this for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, Whenever I talk even to people that I know on continental Africa, some of the things that they say, and I'm just saying, y'all let the West bamboozle you like this. What? But he who controls propaganda can control your mind. That's just real talk. Mm-hmm. So back to the men. So with, so with the men doing that, sure, they can find all of these chocolate beauties and, and all of this stuff, and they can get these things that they seek. However, what are they really getting? Um, Like, I know some guys who have married women, and there's nothing wrong with the women per se, but my thought is always this. And think of this yourself, Sly, as a married man, which which you too. Um, If you got down and sick right now, would they be able to care for you in all facets of your life and make sure that your daughters are taken care of? Nine times out of 10, these cats that's doing this, 
the women that they have chosen, they can't. And they are going to suffer financially. Meaning if he went and got into an accident and now he's debilitated for the next, next four to five months and short-term and long-term disability insurance has ran out, what's happening to the household? Hmm. I didn't hear you. Huh? Um, uh, it goes into shambles. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I'm just checking for the church. The members want to know. But she's pretty, though. Yeah, she's pretty, yeah. She's pretty. But she's feminine now. Okay? <laughs> she's not a feminist, though. I mean, I'm just saying. But if, that's, if that is not important to you, then live it how you live. Keep doing what you're doing. But there is something to be said about that. Now, there are some who, depending on, so so let's say if they stayed um, on the continent and they didn't go back to the West, mm -hmm. they probably could handle it because it's something you always talk about, Sly. They're farmers and we're not. Mm -hmm. So Sly wouldn't stall. You definitely wouldn't stall. And then if they are in tune with the herbal healers, uh, of the villages, depending on what your ailment was outside of broken bones, you could be healed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but most of them, as I just said earlier, it's like they're not going to stay there. See, they again giving you these illusions of all of these beautiful women who are submissive and <clears throat> feminine, and then they stay outside zero and all of this. But you got them back in the West. You got them back in the West. Now, I'm going to give you a quick story of a brother. He's a continental African. He married a continental African. Now, when he and his brother were children, the mother fled to the States. So he and his brother were in the States for about uh, 22 years. Okay. okay? Um, the brother came back to his homeland first. He's there now. He's married to a um, continental African as well. Now, his brother, he stayed back for a while because he was doing some different things. But he had married a continental African and brought her back to the States. The minute that woman got on the U.S. soil, yeah, all hell broke loose. Damn. They have a daughter, and he has full custody, and he's back on, on the continent. She basically told him, you take your child and go on, but I'm not leaving. So a lot of and a lot of that slide happens more than what you think. And think about this. She is of an age where she can if she met someone else, she could continue to procreate. She could she could have more children mm -hmm. if she met somebody new. Mm -hmm. OK, so, no, she was not in the she was not really worried about giving the brother full custody. Because she's still fertile. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that happens more than what you think, too. So they go and they, they get these ladies and they think that, oh, it is this, this is that, it is this. No. It, it, it. I just don't like the implications of that. And what's interesting, too, Sly, is that, and I thank you for having me on, because a lot of women who are travelers and have lived in other places, they've seen this stuff go on. Mm -hmm. Um but maybe they're just not speaking just because, you know, I'm not really sure. And then you have all these other relationship gurus. These people have never been anywhere. This is what kills me with you folks. You <laughs> folks sit on, on here 
and talk about all of these valued people. Okay. High this, low that. And some of you folks only got one passport stamp. You ain't been nowhere. And the places you've been, you've only been to these tourist traps. Hence why I like to go for long periods of time because I typically don't like to hit a lot of these tourist spots. I like to be indoctrinated into the culture. But they're not telling you all of that. They are giving you this whole idea in this picture, this picturesque view of how this is because they probably make two, three hundred thousand dollars, you know, um, when in some places like the UAE, that's taller paper money. That's how these folk wipe their ass with that. Okay? So, you thinking that you got something. And I recognize that uh, a mere penance of that slide. So, to somebody who maybe I only make, you know, $100 a month, that's like, you know, Michael Jackson money. <laughs> you know, if you said that to me, that would be like Michael Jackson money. But at the same time, be real. That's just not how this whole system is set up. Even with some of, and I'm sure you've heard about the tour, the um, sex tourism in the Gambia. Yeah. That's a real thing. So it's not only men. Women are doing it as well. And the guys prefer, a lot of them prefer the white women. Because of the fact they feel like they have more money. Doesn't make it true, but they feel that way, especially when they come out of Europe. They feel like if Europeans over here paying 65% in taxes, baby. <clears throat> oh, they got big money. <laughs> think about think about if you were paying that kind of money in taxes slide and you were able to take a vacation twice a year. Yeah. You got to be rolling in the big dough. So a lot of them are willing to be amenable to that. And yes, they are willing to go on with the white women. And in Gambia, I've never been so sick in my life. You know, I, I ooh. it's like, it is, I don't know if you're familiar with some of the tribes that come Senegal, the Gambia way, the Mandinka and, 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 and all of that. I mean, that's a real tribe. So that movie, it was made about the Mandingo. That's I, I, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's real talk. Yeah. And so, yeah, these women come over here. They never had their spinal cords realigned. And they want somebody to take out the L1 through 12. So, yeah, they willing to do and pay what they weigh to get them spinal joints re removed. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, being, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest, sir. They they are they are willing to make these different sacrifices just for that sake. And they feel like, okay, well, if I get if I take out that L1 through 12, I'm a made man, like in the mall. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna be sending me money, and that's exactly what happens. Honey, he done took out that spine so good. Baby, when she gets back to Austria, when she gets back to Belgium, all he got to do is email, I need this money. Oh. Go ahead and go on to the Western Union and go get your money. 
And matter of fact, I'll be back in two months because I need that L13 through 20 redone too. Like, I know. I, am dead I remember reading because I, 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 it was good. It's becoming more, more, and more popular. I was like, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a satire article when I read it. And I'm like, they're really out here doing this. Yes. Wow. And the better your shalom game is, yeah, the more high value you are. It's kind of like a. Uh, think about this. The better her sloppy toppy game is, the more money she can garner. Yeah. Did you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. So that same thing exists. And yes, black women are doing it too. I'm just saying a lot of the guys though there prefer the white women because they have been reading, they've seen if they can, again, pay a high tax rate and can have vacation two times a year. No, nah, baby, y'all got y'all got more money than them black Americans, than mm -hmm. black folks from the UK coming up in here. Y'all got mm -hmm. that long money. And all I got to know is if is is it if is if I give you some new bone marrow, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have the keys to the paradise. Now you over there laughing? I am dead serious. I, I I can only laugh at me because it's it's true. But then when you listen to it and you're hearing it, it's like this sounds like a damn comedy sketch. But it's <laughs> this is what's really happening. This is insane, insane. It um, is, and there's pitfalls to it. Sis, I, I, I'm not gonna keep you. Um, I want to save this for part two when when we I? do part two. Um, big sis, I'm so so humbled and I'm so happy that you um shed light because I, I, no guy was gonna ever. And I reached out to guys that travel. They, they was like, nah, they. So I, I thank you. You saved somebody's life tonight. Whether they know it or not, when, when they get ready to uh, hit that plane overseas, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back over this and kind of chop this up because you so many gems you dropped, and uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's just too much for one long one long stream. I, I gotta chop this up and and put pieces and out there, but um, but look, I gotta rewatch it too, Sly, because I got to read these comments. Girl, I got to read. <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nick was going in. I got to go back and read. I got to see what Nick was saying. Um, <laughs> before I, before I let you go, shout yourself out. I've been posting the links to your to your YouTube channel. Um, shout yourself out. Last words, all that good stuff. Okay, well, Lizabitty on everything. You can find me there. I do have a channel. Um, I just just drop little gems here and there. Now, listen, don't come over here when I get talking about religion. Don't it, it, listen, because I'm my life's life. Well, yes, I am, because I will cuss your ass all the way out. And I really like cussing, because my daddy's a good cusser. I mean, I can cuss maybe with some professionals. So you come over there with the mess, I'm going to give you this work. So come over there with the mess. Now, I don't have all these millions of subscribers, but but I post quality. So anyway, Lizabitty on everything. Come and check us out. I do have a podcast called Afrotheopia. And the content there is different from what I do post on uh, YouTube. But you can see some, um, a few travel videos on there as well. So, yeah, just check it out. Just check it out. And if Sly have me again, yeah, I come over here and, you know. Oh, no, big sis. This is my I, real life. I, I got to bring for you back. Yeah, the people not going to let me not, not let me not bring you back. So, um, I, 
I'm, I love your energy. You're so infectious. Big sis, I'm so humbled and gracious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. So I'm yes, gonna, yes, I'm let you get yes. out of here and enjoy the rest of your day. All uh, right. All it, right. Thank you. Thank is, you. And you all have a good one. See you, you later, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was planning. I know Nick was planning. <laughs> all right, big sis, you have a good one. All right. You have a good one too. All later. Right. Hey, that, that, that's my big sis, Liz Biddy. Um, I hope you guys got some out of it. I enjoyed it. Um, with that, I'm going to bed because it's been a long night. Y'all have a good one. Peace. <laughs>